This is SAFM Sport with Tabiso Musia. Okay, and Alvira joins us on the line. Alvira, good evening. Thanks for taking our call on SAFM tonight, sir. Good evening. It's always good to chat to you guys. Thanks, Alviro. Four, if my maths is right, 458 runs in one match, only six wickets falling. Good pitch, good betting or poor bowling from both sides, Alvira? Well, I think uh, it, it's probably uh, a good pitch. And, and when you when you get a good pitch, you know, the margin for error is, is so small. So it's really difficult on the bowlers, um, especially when both teams actually score runs. But that's the thing with T20 cricket is that the margins are so so smooth, um, and South Africa will look back and say, well, where could we have scored 15, 16, 17 runs more, you know, mm-hmm. to, to, to to get the game close and hopefully put India under pressure and eventually winning the game. And and that's why we've got you on the line. Where could we have found those 16 runs? I mean, I look at the opening partnership. It failed again for the second match in a row. Is that maybe where the 16 runs were lost? Well, I, I think so because you know what you you, you have to look at when when it comes to Test cricket, it's all about hundred. Batters need to score hundred. When it comes to T Twenty cricket, it's about uh, you know you look at average and combine that with price rates. And generally, the top players in the world they they have that at one eighty plus. So so that should be the the number. South Africa, you've got Temba Bavuma at one forty two, Quentin de Kock at one sixty five. Now. Just to make a comparison with other players around the world, um, for instance, Jason Roy, he's 161.7 and he was dropped by England, you know. So South Africa really have to look at how they how they match up their, their um, T20 batters, combinations, etc. Um, and again, uh, if you look around the world, David Warner, 174, Aaron Finch, 180, they open for Australia. Rohit Sharma, 172, Virat Kohli, 188. You know, and then, uh, so, so you have to look at that, probably individually, um, as, a, as a batter, but also collectively as a team. You know, you can't have guys um, in that 150 region, 160, and you have quite a few top-order batters in that region because you need guys that can actually get into that 180, 200. Yeah. And and then is it on that note then, I mean, is it a surprise that Dreza Hendricks hasn't got a game on this tour so far considering the form that is in and how the captain and Riley have failed in two straight games now without scoring? Yes, I, I think I think most uh, most of the people um the view is probably that, you know, um Reza should have had an extended run. It was always gonna be difficult when your your captain comes back and you know, from a from a captaincy point of view it's generally said that the captain must play. But, um, you know, it's all to do with leadership. South Africa, um, from a team management point of view, will have to show leadership. You know, sometimes, you know, captain's not bringing the numbers and putting up the numbers. You must be man enough to say, well, you know what, I think there's someone else better. So I think you have those sort of dynamics also playing, and it just adds pressure, certainly on Temba as captain. And I think it just reverberates through the team and the guys can actually think the tension and that sort of stuff. I mean, I've been international cricket before, and, and mm. you, you, you can sense these sort of things, you know. You can sense the pressure, and sometimes it affects the team. Yeah, and seven balls is a long time to get off the mark in T20 cricket, and captain took seven balls, and he couldn't uh, get off the mark there. And and um, Quentin finally found some form, Alviro, but he wasn't as smooth as we know him to be. What did you make of his knock, considering that he's been out of form in recent matches? 
Well, I think it will it will give him confidence, you know, that's for sure. But I, I think he'll also look back and say, listen, now face all these days, I could have struck a better rate. And, and if that's the case, you know, where could I have scored, let's say, 10 runs more, um, you know? Um, so, so I think from that point of view, there's always room for improvement. But the bigger picture is, you know, he's starting to, to find some form now going into the World Cup. Hopefully that's a good thing for South Africa. Yeah, that was going to be my next question, actually. I mean, he put on that, that great partnership unbeaten, I think, 174 with David Miller. But 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 like you're saying, could they have gotten there if they'd betted a bit more aggressively? Because at some stage, it just looked like they were just betting for their World Cup places or just for some form um, like Quinton did. Yeah, I, I, I think, you know, as, as a batter, you're always going to look back. And, and that's the thing with professional cricketers. You're never satisfied. So you look back and you say, well, I've actually done okay with scoring the runs, but you know, I could have done better. I, I should have done better. And, and you know, getting my team over the line. So, um, you know, they'll probably look back and say, could we have? Yes, we could have. Um, but also, when you're in that moment, sometimes you, you have to make quick decisions and it's a decision of, do you take the, the, the risk and risk getting out? Or do you just try and play safe because certain bowlers might, um, might be more difficult to, to hit um, and, and, and try and wait for others to the point where, you know, you have no option but to go. So I think it's all about decision-making and that sort of thing. And it's really a combination of a lot of things put together when it comes to situation changes. So, so how would you restructure maybe this betting unit if, if Riza had to play here? Surely he has to play tomorrow. Well, I, th- I think from, from uh, certainly from a selection point of view, and, and that's why I'm saying South Africa, Sometimes you have to make these tough decisions from a selection point of view. South Africa must show leadership. Um, Denver, unfortunately, is not good enough to, to occupy that position. And certainly from a batting point of view, he might be the right man for, for leadership. I'm not sure. Um, but, you know, to, to have a, an average of 15 in the power play and a strike rate of 95 doesn't cut it. You know, South Africa is always going to be behind the eight ball. But what it does is, it puts pressure on the batters coming in, added pressure. So with um, Riza, certainly in his last couple of knocks, he's actually helped um, the momentum up front. So when the batters come in, lower down, it's a little bit more easier. So, you know, I, I think Riza should come in. Um, I'm not sure if they're going to try to end up lower down the order um, just to keep him as a team as captain. But South Africa will have to make big changes. So are these T20 games, Alviro, won and lost in that power play? That first one? Well, I, th- I think it's, um, you, you know, you have two players out in, in that um, power play. The ball, certainly in India and the subcontinent, get onto the back. So it's easier to score runs in that power play. Mm. Um, so South Africa, just on the other way, you know, they've actually lost wickets in the power play and not score enough runs. So... You, know, you can always go back and say, well, that's not good enough. And, and the numbers are there. The numbers are in the card to say that it's probably not good enough. Okay, we are speaking to Alvira Peterson, former Protea opener also, at the time when we still called them bat- batsmen, but it's batters now. That's the right word to use. Uh, 0614-104-107 is the number for voice notes. And we are, I believe we've got a few people who've been watching the cricket. 
Good morning, Tabiso. Good morning, Alvaro. You know what surprises me is I know I can see it's visible that Tampa is struggling in this format and is struggling so bad. But the very same series we have rally who have one and a two and a duck, but no one is talking about him. I don't know if he deserves to have those things. It is not wrong for him to have those things. But when Tampa have those kind of things, it's 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 just a shout. Everyone is talking about it. Even when Queenie was going through a rough time, where he was going for the dark less than five runs, the whole series, no one has spoken about him being replaced and dropped. But whenever the team is losing, the blame is going to Tampa. No, this is not good. I think one between Tampa and Rousseau should stay out for Riza Hendricks because I think he, he he's supposed to be starting each and every protest game currently. Taviso, we didn't lose. We ran out of overs. <laughs> That's how I'm going to summarize yesterday's game. The boys played. They started not good and then ended well, Taviso. You know, like those few weekends that we lost, the first three, and then came in Miller and then Dikok. You know, hence I'm saying we didn't lose. We ran out of overs. Zico Smith from Macau. For the very first time, I'm going to stand with the Proteas. Thank you. Bye. Evening SAFM is Mandilake in Deep Slot. Um, I think this is unfair for Riza Hendricks. I think it's unfair for black people. I've, I think it's unfair for transformation in the quota system because it's very simple. If there's a, a, a strong, uh, a good black player and a strong white player, then you take the black player. Now, if someone is not in the form and is very struggling, I think it's very unfair, especially for Riza as a black player as well. And I think for Temba, for his pride, he just need to step down. I remember Hashim Ambla when he was not doing well. Uh, when he scored a 200 against Bangladesh, I don't know which year he stepped down because he needed, he realized that he needed to focus on his betting. Maybe Temba realized without so good evening. Good evening, Alviro Libra here. I have a lot of questions. Um, but for me, the big shock is that Dwayne Pretorius has not played a single game. I mean, so Dwayne Pretorius was our number one all-rounder in the World Cup last year. And, you know, he bowled very well with those slow deliveries. So I'm very shocked. He's, he's also a big power hitter. Um, you know, Dwayne Pretorius, uh, we saw them using him in, against India where he came in at three and blasted. So I must say that I'm very shocked. Um, uh, Maharaj performed very, very well. Um, he was the, the peak of our bowlers. And then looking at, at, at that um, a batting lineup, the argument around Tamba Bavuma, guys, Tamba will not be dropped. Yes, we can argue and say that he must be dropped. There's no way that they are going to drop him, even though he's out of form. So they, they, they must find a way. Tamba, in fact, must find a way yeah, to get back to form. Otherwise, the team will continue uh, to struggle. But yeah. Quentin Lukaku, it's good to see him also coming back to form, even though that was, that was very, very slow. But yeah, yeah, man, uh, I'm hoping that things work out, guys. Yeah. Hi, hi, Tabiso. Uh, I would like to comment about cricket. My comment is that I must give Temba and Adwe good advice. He must just stay out of the, of the team. They must just sideline him. No, his reputation now as a captain, it's not okay. My advice is that they must find somebody to play in his, in, in his position. Because now 
turning to a disgrace what is happening because now we have, we have, been, we have been making noise about Quentin, Quentin de Kock. Now it's coming back to Temba, we are quiet. Now you must just stay aside, you must just concentrate on a test. Thanks. Evening, member and Katlakwale. I just want to ask Alvira, how much does he think the psychological effect of what happened with the S20 thing would have on Temba's mind and everything? Like, do he, does he think it could have affected him or what? And does he think it should be dropped before the World Cup or what? Okay, thanks uh, for those questions, guys. The World Cup squad is out. He's leading the team to the World Cup, Temba Bavuma. But clearly lots of questions about Temba Alviro. I'll start with the last one, maybe. Um, how much do you think of what happened? The snub in the SA20 has affected him. Is he playing like a man who's got a point to prove? Is he playing like a man who feels let down? I th- yeah, I think it's uh, it's probably a, a bit of both. He wants to, to prove a point. Um, he probably feels a bit let down. But, um, you know, when it comes to business and that sort of thing, it, uh, people put their money where they feel they'll get the rewards back. Um, you know, the, and, and, and I think that's what, what's happening in the SAT 20. So, um, you know, from, from Temba's point of view, he would have liked to have scored um, some runs in India. But it's difficult. Um, and, 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 you know, my, my, my opening remark that I made is that South Africa must take leadership. Now, now Temba... It's not like a, a normal job where you apply and you get interviewed and then you get the job. You know, Tendo was probably asked to captain um, and was asked during a difficult time in South African cricket. Particularly, it was a Black Lives Matter. Um, and the leadership that actually asked him to be the captain, we have to look at all of those things combined together and say, well, you know what, did you make the right selection? Because you can look at the player and the player is under pressure now because he's in the spotlight. Um, and it's probably part of um, part of the bigger thing that we need to look at. But you also need to look at the management that actually asked them to captain the team. Um, you know, did they make the right selection? Did they show leadership, etc.? Um, and it's difficult for him. Someone mentioned Hashimamla that stepped down after um, some time as, as captain. And uh, you know, most of us don't probably know what what really happened and that sort of thing. But he felt that, you know what, this is not for me. Um, because also, from a captain's point of view, the higher up you are, the more wind you're going to catch. And, and that's what's happening with Kemba at the moment. And his stats doesn't back him up. And his performances doesn't back him up. Um, and, you know, people saying he, he shouldn't be in the team, etc. These things are justified now. So Kemba will probably have to make some big decisions in terms of um, where he's going. But at the same time, every time he's going to go out there, he's going to have pressure to perform and pressure to actually put the numbers on the board because, you know, firstly, he needs to make sure that the, the team gets run, the team wins. But at the same time, you know, he wants to prove a point. He wasn't selected as um, in the auction of the FA T20. So he would want to show that what, what the, the owners and the teams missed out on. And with that, he started getting about actually playing for the team and it's all about you. Once you do that, you go down the wrong way. Okay, there was also another question about Riley. He's got two ducks in the first two matches. Also, first ball duck in the first match. I think he lost the two balls in the second in the second match. Um, should questions also start being asked about him now? Yeah, no, absolutely. And is, yeah. is he betting at the right place at three also? 
Yeah, I think I think Riley is at the right place. He's, he's had a good season um, for Somerset in the um, in England. So you know, from from, from that point of view, he's, he's got the runs on the board, etc. But this is international cricket. You know, international cricket is different to to, to any other format or domestic competition. So um, and rightly so, people should ask the questions now. You know, he's not scoring runs. He should be under pressure. It can't just be an easy ride. For some and, and others are, are really going through the um, through the abuse standards. So um, you have to ask those questions, and that's why I mentioned up front: is South Africa going with the right combination? Um, you know, you have to look at your one, two, and three, and they they're almost like a team. You know, those number one, two, and three they need to look after the power play. South Africa hasn't done that in the last few games, and that's why they're always behind the eight ball. Okay, Alvira, always great talking to you. Um, let's see what happens uh, tomorrow, but thanks for the insight here. Clearly, lots to think about there for the protest selectors and the management when it comes to that uh, to that betting unit um, there. And and just finally, Alvira, before you go, I mean, even in Test cricket, the betting unit has been a concern. Guys not scoring hundreds on the tour to England. Just overall, what is happening at the moment with the betters? Well, I, I think it's been a concern for, for the last couple of years already, and and I and I don't think um, you know the batting coaches and batting consultants in South Africa uh, is getting it right, and you know we need to look at that as well. South Africa, at the moment, has got a batting coach that unfortunately hasn't played professional cricket. So, um, you know, you need to understand the the pressures that come with international cricket and that sort of thing. But at the same time, you know, you need someone. That's gonna that's gonna get the batters out there and say you know you need to pull up your socks. In Test cricket, it's about hundred. You need to grind it out. I don't care how difficult you find it. You need to find a way of scoring hundred. When it comes to T20 cricket, your average and your strike rate, I need it to be at 180 because if you want to be the best in the world and South Africa want to be the best in the world, you need to get it up there. You know the numbers need to correspond. You need someone that someone that can go in there and say. Well, come on, pull up your socks now. This is not an easy ride, and that's uh, that's what South African cricket needs in in domestic cricket as well as international cricket. Thanks, Alvira, for the insight. We did have this topic about the betting coach of the Proteas the last time you remember, guys, a few weeks ago, and we questioned the lack of his international experience, um, especially in, in in Test cricket, just in high level cricket. I remember saying that. I don't know him from professional cricket, even domestic cricket, you know, and that's why I was we were asking questions about 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 his role here in this team and what he's doing or what he's not doing. But Alvira, I think, has just added to that. But let's leave it there, Alvira. That's another topic we'll revisit once again. But thanks always for being able to speak to us. Okay, he's gone, Alvira. We're gonna take a break. We'll talk MTN eight. Um, send us your reaction: oh six one four one oh four one oh seven as we look back at the two matches.